0: I think I can sum up the show for you with one word,
1: nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I
0: prefer to be called maestro.
1: And the kingpin, Brian Malonis.
0: He's the whiz, and nobody beats him.
1: This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. On the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network.
2: Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 73, presented by BDA There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said, we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing, they said. What's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think we have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, formerly known as the Kingpin, currently known as the Ass Master, Brian Malonis.
1: <laughs> I've been the Ass Master my whole life, Mike. Oh, whoa. If you know what I mean.
2: Oh my goodness, I think I know what you mean. Um, <laughs>
1: hey, ass man. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: ass man's uh, Especially last night, though, I would think you'd be the ass master, because I'm sure you soundly defeated badass Billy Gunn in Brockton. We were recording on Saturday morning, and just Friday night in Brockton, you wrestled one half of the New Age Outlaws badass Billy Gunn, correct? You beat him soundly?
1: You know, Mike, this segment of the show really isn't about my uh, my in-ring wrestling career, so I mean, we should just move on.
2: <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> oh man, you had a couple hundred pounds on him. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I don't know. We all have off nights, I guess, huh?
2: Yeah, so you had a good experience in the ring with uh Mr. Gunn?
1: Yeah, it was a good time.
2: That's all you got for me?
1: I don't know. What what else are you looking for? I was agree that we had a good match. Crowd was Crowd was hot. Yes. Uh, I got told to suck it quite a bit from the crowd and Billy Gunn.
2: Did you return fire?
1: <laughs> no, I did not. I gave him a little honky shake and uh, showed him who the one was.
2: But all around, it was a uh, a good match, good experience.
1: Yes, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I really enjoyed uh, my interactions with Billy Gunn and somebody, actually, I'd, I'd love to wrestle again sometime. He's uh, tremendous and he's uh, a beast of a human being. And looks about 20 years younger than he actually is. So, yeah, good times. Good times all around.
2: Well, speaking of good times, we're going to have one today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, because there are so many news stories out there, and we're just going to kind of hit them all this week. We're going to do the big wrestling roundup edition of the WPAN. Also, your promo about nothing is coming up, and a whole lot more. But first, Kingpin... Same old. Same oaf. <laughs> I've, I've been saying that like during the week, just same oaf.
1: People you work with just like, what
2: the hell is this guy talking about? Basically, I really still don't know what it is, what he's saying. Same. I'm just going to say it's same oaf.
1: Same oaf?
2: Yeah, because you're the same oaf as always, Ollie Anderson. <laughs> same oaf.
1: I don't know. That doesn't make any damn sense to me.
2: <laughs> a lot of it didn't quite make sense. The fact that he... <laughs> well,
1: that's, that's, uh, this is quite true, Michael. This is this is quite true.
2: Well, if you ended up missing last week's episode, I know it was Labor Day weekend. A lot of people are away. Of course, go back and listen to it on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network feed. But also, I set up something a little new, a little different on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search WPAN.com, Please subscribe to us on YouTube and you'll find the very first video promo about nothing. I mean, it's not a video of us, but you can hear us talk about the promo about nothing. And then we show you the actual video of the promo about nothing. It's the whole segment that we do on the podcast, except you get to see the video as we saw it when we were commenting on it. So please look it up on YouTube. It is Thunderbolt Patterson is who we were talking about last week. His promo from 1990 in WCW where he uh, called out Oli Anderson but really didn't say what he was going to do to Oli Anderson, what was going to happen. Just, if you move, Oli. That was what he had to say. So
1: We should try to get Thunderbolt Patterson on this show and ask him.
2: Yeah, he's still around. Yeah,
1: he is. Mike Mills must know him, right?
2: <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he knows and him.
1: Mike Mills asked Jim Cornette for Thunderbolt Patterson's number. There we go.
2: Wow. It's <laughs> like uh, you know, degrees of Kevin Bacon there. Everyone goes through Mike Mills, if it's in the South anyway.
1: He, yeah, he is the uh, he is the gatekeeper to Southern Wrestling.
2: <laughs> he sure is. Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast is his podcast. Make sure you check that out. And uh, last week also, talking about the promo, but nothing last week. How about the draft last week, Kingpin? I won. First of all, I want to congratulate Donovan Dijack <laughs> on receiving a contract from WWE.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. Well, that came yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs>
2: yeah. He was uh, on Monday or Tuesday. He uh, appeared at the Performance Center. There were photos of him, an article on WWE.com. And yeah, the Kingpin last week decided, uh, Donovan Dijack, he's your independent pick, right? Yes, he was an independent, I guess, uh, last weekend. And now he is. He was signed just Sunday evening.
1: <laughs> I got it in under the wire, Mike.
2: Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> He's, uh, you bamboozled me, Kingpin. You bamboozled me. No, but anyway, no, no.
1: when I drafted him, had any announcement been made, Mike?
2: No official announcement had been made, but okay. we all knew what was going on, Kingpin. Had,
1: did, has Donovan Dijak ever said to you, "Hey, Mike, I, I'm going to WWE"?
2: Um, not in so many words, but basically, he gave me the old the uh, uh, the Iggy. He gave me the wink.
1: Yeah, did he? Did he give you the wink? <laughs> Are you sure he didn't <laughs> in have some uh, some pulp in his eye? <laughs> he might have. Pulp, pulp can move, move baby. baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we tried it two ways. Kingpin, you suggested we do a poll. Yeah. And uh, poll the people, and I said I'm not sure about that. Let's let's just ask the people to use hashtag W P A N. And we'll figure out who had the better team, who drafted the better fantasy wrestling promotion. Of course, you had what you're going to do wrestling. Your centerpiece was Hulk Hogan, of course, your favorite wrestler of all time. And I had Elite Wrestling Entertainment, which my centerpiece was the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And Kingpin, we started doing the thing where people would just use the hashtag, but then I just decided, ah, let's do the poll anyway. Let's just do the poll. And, of course, the poll on Twitter, at the WPAN, came down to a tie. (laughs) It was literally 50-50 right down the line. So, I guess we're all winners. Right, Kingpin? (laughs) Sure, buddy. (laughs) Well, make sure you go back and listen to last week's episode, the draft, the draft kingpin is what i called it episode 72 of the wrestling podcast about nothing all right before we even get into the bulk of the show we got to talk about big changes happening in the nai universe some big things went down last week in regards to what's going on with this feed you're subscribed to right now the nai wrestling network feed is going to be changing yes hold on to your hats it is now going to be NAI Pop. The New Age Insiders announced last week that there is going to be a pop culture channel exclusively for a talk that is not about professional wrestling, about all things movies, comic books, music, TV, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be NAI Pop. And that's what's going to be happening on this feed starting October 1st.
1: But where's the inside perspective falling?
2: The inside perspective is falling into the abyss like it has (laughs) since the beginning of the summer. But uh, as far as what's happening with us, we are going to be transitioning over to the New Age Insiders main feed. So starting October 1st, the NAI feed will be the new and only home for the Monday edition of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. What I suggest to everyone out there is to subscribe right now if you're not already. I'm sure you already are, but if you're not, subscribe to the New Age Insiders feed. Start the transition right now because this episode is actually already over there. Next week's will be there too, and they'll be on both until October 1st when this feed becomes exclusively NAI Pop. So, I mean, you don't have to unsubscribe to this because it's going to be a great channel for the New Age Insiders pop culture stuff. But we are going to be transitioning over to the New Age Insiders feed. Make sure you're subscribed to the New Age Insiders. Make sure you're subscribed to this feed right here. Come along with us for the ride as we move over to uh, the New Age Insiders feed and hopefully bigger, better, more eyes, more ears listening to... The WPAN each and every week. It's a good thing, right, Brian?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's gonna be great.
2: Let's get into this, Kingpin. Lots of news been around the past month or two that we haven't quite gotten to. Um I'm gonna call this the mix.
1: The mix, huh?
2: Yeah. It's inspired by uh an inspiration to me, the real deal Joel Davis. (laughs) When he goes in the gym and he does a little bit of everything, he calls it the mix.
1: I got, uh, I got the heave-ho from uh, our good friend Joel Davis on Facebook, so I don't, I don't see that anymore.
2: So did I. <laughs> but I'm still, of course, uh, subscribed to his channel, uh, Real Deal Fitness and Conditioning. He's out there inspiring people, and I'm inspired by Real Deal Joel Davis. So this, <laughs> as a tribute to Joel Davis, this is the mix. We're going to mix a little bit of everything here for the wrestling podcast about nothing talking about the world of pro wrestling.
1: Are you okay with that? (laughs) I'm I'm more than okay with it, buddy. Okay.
2: Uh, Let's start off hot, talking about the next WWE Raw pay-per-view, No Mercy. A lot of people saying that this one is like WrestleMania-level stuff in terms of the matches they get going on here. It's taking place September 24th, 2017, of course, just a couple weeks away, and the main event is Brock Lesnar versus Braun... Strowman and Kingpin. I know you've been very high on Braun Strowman for a while here. What do you think the outcome of this match is going to be?
1: Uh, I mean, my like I said last week, I think I think Braun wins it here. I don't know. It just I, I feel like maybe they want to get the title on somebody who's going to be on TV every week. And I mean, maybe I think it's a little premature, but everybody loves the dude. <laughs> He's crushing people. So what the hell? Why not? Why not? I mean, the ratings aren't doing all that great with a champion who's not around all that much. Maybe try putting the belt on on somebody different and see if uh, see if the ratings come up.
2: I don't know if the ratings have anything to do with the kingpin.
1: I'm just saying. Yeah. What, I mean, what do they have to lose right now?
2: I I guess I guess I don't know. It's yeah. It seems like you stop bronze momentum if he doesn't win the title here. But at the same point, what happens with Brock Lesnar after this? We just he just does one of those things where he goes away and shows but win
1: or lose. What's going to happen with Brock Lesnar? He's probably gone. He's probably gone till November, right?
2: of January
1: <laughs> who
2: knows but uh, yeah I, mean, I guess they could do some sort of schmaz here and come back with it again or just put this off because I mean as I mentioned this seems like Wrestlemania caliber it seems like it could be a Wrestlemania main event that they're giving away here uh, I know they've talked about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and we'll get into Roman Reigns in a second but Braun Strowman appears to be the guy. Uh, He's getting the fans behind him. They're enjoying what he's dishing out. He's not uh, talking a lot, which is kind of how Roman Reigns got over just by kicking people's asses and not talking a lot. So what do you do with Braun Strowman here if he doesn't win the championship?
1: Well, I mean, it depends on how it's done, I guess. I I think if he just gets beat, yeah, I think it, even if it's to Brock Lesnar, I think it, Crushes that momentum a little bit, uh, not because he's not getting beat by a credible person, but because just the way you've built this guy so far. I mean, Roman Reigns had to practically kill him, right, <laughs> to, to beat him. So,
2: so I mean, I guess does he have to? I guess he has to win. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a tough, a tough thing. They, I don't know if they kind of book themselves into a corner here with Brock versus Braun at this point in time. But Braun Strowman uh, needs the momentum. Needs. Uh, to go forward and do something big, and I, I guess beating Brock would be the thing, but uh, I'm not sure what that means for the potential for WrestleMania for Brock, and I guess we'll have to watch and find out.
1: But if there's any guy who doesn't need the title, it's Brock Lesnar. I mean, in any match you put Brock Lesnar in in WrestleMania could potentially be the, the main event of WrestleMania, so... Yeah, I just, you know, I'd hate to see with Braun Strowman another Ryback situation where you have this guy with all this great momentum and he and he loses and it kind of shuts it down.
2: Yeah, you're right. There doesn't really seem to be a downside for Brock losing and Braun going over, but there's a lot of downside for Braun losing.
1: Go over and don't sell, Mike. That's how you get over, man.
2: There you go. <laughs> That's what you do all the time.
1: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, let's move on to... John Cena versus Roman Reigns. We got into this a little bit last week during the Draft Kingpin show, talking about the promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Uh, I mean, I thought a little bit that it was kind of uh, maybe a little bit counterproductive to have John Cena you know, run circles around Roman Reigns on a promo. Since last week, has your opinion changed at all?
1: No, no. My opinion remains the same. I think They've got everybody amped up for this match, a match that all the all the smart fans would probably shit all over because they think both of these guys aren't good, and now they've made it into one everybody wants to see because everybody thinks it's a shoot or something. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think WWE is in a masterful job, you know, with this, and uh, I can't wait for this match.
2: All day, Ray told me it was a shoot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course he did, of course he did. Um, yeah, I, I, the only, I, I guess my only question is why are we getting this at no mercy i i feel like this could main event wrestlemania like it's that it's that big of a match
2: you are correct sir roman reigns john (laughs) cena i thought they were working to this last wrestlemania but it didn't happen but this the the
1: crowd is going to be electric in this the crowd is going to be like just on fire for this match and I, i i can't i can't wait to watch it
2: will it be 50 50 for each or you think it'll be firmly with john cena
1: I think it'd be firmly with John Cena. Yeah. Or it'll be the, or it'll be the, you know, it's, it's funny. I think even if they're doing Cena sucks, I mean, the one thing Cena always acknowledges is the fact that, I think, I think the first guy, cause usually, you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. There was a lot of that. And that kind of tells you there's one guy in the match that they truly, really care about. um, Even if they're, they're booing him or cheering him. Uh, The first guy I remember, you know, really kind of getting his own chance. You know, rather than, you know, let's go Cena, it wasn't Cena sucks, it was AJ Styles. You, you know, I thought uh he was kind of the first guy to stand out against John Cena. So we'll see what happens with Roman Reigns. But yeah, I think I think the crowd loves John Cena. I I, I feel like it's I, I don't feel the animosity towards John Cena is sincere. I feel like the animosity towards Roman Reigns is sincere.
2: Alright, and from there, um moving on from Roman Reigns to John Cena, we got Ambrose and Rollins together, the tag team champions on Raw against Cesaro and Sheamus. What have you thought about the uh, reunion of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins?
1: Well, I mean, I think I feel like it's clearly building towards the complete Shield reunion, right? I mean...
2: I mean, that's what they're saving for WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You figure they would save Cena first reigns of WrestleMania, too, but we're getting that now. Um, to be fair, I didn't watch Raw this past week. Oh, boy. But everything I've seen so far, I... I you know, I, I've liked it's their relationship evolved type thing. So at least it, they didn't just completely go back to, you know, just best friends in you know in the shield automatically. I I liked I liked the way they've done it so far, where it doesn't feel it doesn't feel hokey or forced or anything. So I'm anxious to see where it goes. I I, I think much like everybody else, I'm anxious to see. Hey, maybe, are they going to put the shield back together?
2: I think I mean obviously they have to. I don't know, just a matter of when, right?
1: I I would I would think so, but. You know, we'll see. I don't know. Well, how how the fa- that that that'll be a whole another episode itself, Mike. When uh, when they do that, because then we can talk about analyze like how are the fans going to react to Roman Reigns then?
2: <laughs> right, definitely. Um, okay, let's talk about Enzo More now, firmly with the uh, cruiserweight division, challenging Neville for the cruiserweight championship. That's going to happen at No Mercy. What do you think about what's happened with Enzo since the breakup with Big Cass?
1: Well, I think this is the most positive thing that happened to him thus far. Um, I think I think it's no secret that the cruiserweight division kind of lacks star power. I, there, I think there's no question that um, while people you know think Enzo's in-ring stuff is, you know has shortcomings, that the dude's a star. He moves a shit ton of merchandise, and he'll get more eyes on 205 Live.
2: A big cast out now, indefinitely, with an injury. And so, Enzo 205 Live is going to be his deal. And of course, he'll still make appearances on Raw. And I'm sure he will quite often because, you know, the people seem to enjoy his shtick, as you mentioned. A lot of merchandise being pushed out the door, thanks to Enzo. But yeah, I think it's a good spot for him, even though, as you mentioned, it's, uh, you know, he's not, when it comes to cruiserweights, he's not uh, atypical.
1: If you believe what you read on the internet, Mike, your your lovely dirt sheets. The minute Enzo stops moving merchandise, he might be in some trouble.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Also, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt's going to be on this show. Finn Balor, um, since he's been back, has been kind of on the back burner, I'd say. Hasn't been a uh, super-pushed act. So what do you think is in the future for Finn Balor here?
1: I don't know. Um, I mean... Right now, like the heavywear, the universal title picture is traditional WWE. It's land of the giants. It's Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns and probably soon to be John Cena, uh, whenever he gets back. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of very, very, very big dudes. I don't I truthfully don't know what's in store for Finn Balor. I mean, maybe an Intercontinental title run at some point here. I don't I, I I don't know. I'm I've been a little confused with uh the Finn Balor stuff lately. It does seem like he's definitely on the back burner a bit, I, I, which is interesting to me because before he got hurt, he was, I mean, clearly they I mean, he was the first Universal Champion, so clearly they they thought he was a main eventer and treated him and valued him as such and and now you know, it doesn't seem so much, you know, so it's it's interesting.
2: I don't know. Sometimes these injuries, you come back and maybe they're gun shy. Uh, I know it happened with Daniel Bryan as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was just going to say that. Maybe it's a little of the Daniel Bryan stuff again. Maybe they're worried that they keep pushing this guy too hard and too much that if he gets hurt, then they have to keep taking the belt off of him. Or, uh, I, don't, I don't think that WWE tolerates injury <laughs> very well, especially to a top guy. And, and somebody for Balor who wasn't fully established as a top guy yet, they were taking a chance on, you know, maybe they don't want Daniel Bryan part two. Maybe they are worried about that. I don't, I mean, that's just speculation on my part. I don't know that for sure, obviously, but Finn Balor is great shape, but he is a little older. And no matter what shape you're in, when you start to approach the age of 40, as as you well know, Mike, uh-huh. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, you, you can tweak things a little more, but you know, things a little more prone to injury. And Finn Balor has a lot of mileage on his body,
2: and yeah, he's definitely spent uh, you know, like ten years or whatever it was in Japan and that style. It's yeah, I mean, it's just speculation.
1: I, I mean, obviously, we don't right. know for sure.
2: Right. Uh, so, No Mercy 2017 coming September 24th. We'll talk probably more about that in the coming weeks. But uh, let's move on. We're still on Raw though. There was announced this past week that Raw will be running. Uh, live on both Christmas and New Year's Day. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone will be watching. I mean, some people will be watching. I, Christmas traditionally was a, a big day for wrestling. Christmas night, once everything is all over, I mean... People, I guess could get tickets for Christmas and then be there that night and watch the show uh, do you think this is much do but nothing or do you think this is a kind of a big deal they don't traditionally they the talent has gotten the week between like Christmas and New Year's off
1: yeah and here's who I do think it's a big deal for the talent like I think it you know they'd probably rather be home with their family on Christmas you would think I think that goes for anybody but yeah I mean traditionally yeah Christmas you know a big wrestling night uh, how many Christmas does a guy like Rick Flair spend spend with his family you know yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with it. It's you You sign up for when you're, you know, when you're in this profession, um, you know that you're going to miss things, you know, you're going to miss birthdays, you know, you're going to miss holidays, potentially, you know, you're going to be on the road a lot, you know, you're not going to see your family a lot. And the reward and the payoff of that is, you know, it's a lucrative career, which in which you can probably retire much younger than you would have been able to. It had you worked a regular nine to five your whole life. So, I mean, the NFL's playing on Christmas for the second straight year. So I don't hear a lot of, I don't hear, I haven't heard a lot of people pissing. I'm assuming there's some crossover between pro wrestling fans and and NBA fans and NFL fans. And I don't hear a whole bunch of pissing and moaning when the NBA or, or the NFL play on these holidays. So why all of a sudden are everybody up in arms that the WWE guys have to, perform on christmas I, I i can assure you that they'll probably be treated pretty well you know they, they won't be with their families which you know that is what it is obviously of course if you had your had your preference you'd rather be with your family but at the same time i don't you know i think they'll be okay i think they'll all all be compensated well and and taken care of and
2: there'll be a big christmas feast and catering
1: yeah yeah i think i think they'll be all right i, I think again I, I imagine this is probably you know I don't even know how much of a big deal it is with the fellas. I mean, I I, I don't know. It's they're probably you know, these guys are used to and they're conditioned to being on the road and and being away from their families. So, but that's a trade-off, but I think it's hypocritical when you see this uproar. You know, it's like, "Oh my god, get off your soapbox. If if you've watched an NBA basketball game, if you've watched an NFL football game on Christmas then or Thanksgiving, just shut your face." <laughs> like, you know
2: Me, myself, Brian I'm going to refuse to watch Raw that week
1: Oh, Jesus
2: I will refuse to watch Christ. Raw on Christmas and New Year's why? Day Why? Uh, because I haven't watched it much anyway So, <laughs> why start, right? <Brian? laughs>
1: the missus won't let you watch wrestling anymore? <laughs> no, that's not true Not true <laughs> <laughs> No,
2: I'm busy I'm a Very busy gentleman Are you? Uh, Are you now? Now, Sticking with Raw, the big show this past Monday was put through the cage by Braun Strowman, and they showed on Facebook and everything, him doing a big send-off, a big, you know, Hi, how are you? I'm leaving. Uh, is this it for the big show?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he needs surgery of some sort, right?
2: Yeah, I heard something sort of, some sort of hip surgery I did hear, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um. maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, what a career he's had if it is. Kind of sucks that it goes out. He goes out on a Monday Night Raw type thing and doesn't get like a big WrestleMania send off. I definitely think he's a guy who deserves like a big send off. He's uh, one of the greatest big men or one of the greatest giants of all time for sure. I mean, maybe unparalleled when it comes to physical things a giant can do. You know, early in his career, you know, you didn't see a guy like Andre coming off the top rope. You know, like the Big Show did. So definitely one of the one of the best giants, if not the best giant of all time. The one thing I will say that kind of sucks is what he became in, in more recent years—the uh, constant flip-flopping.
2: Yeah, it's a big joke.
1: Yeah, kind of a clown, emotionally distraught all the time. Like I didn't—always
2: <laughs> crying. yes. Yeah, I
1: didn't. I didn't particularly care for that stuff. I, I, th- I think lately, I think I love the way they used him. I mean, they don't trot him out all the time. It's more special when you see him, and he's in great shape, and you know. But if he's getting to go out, hopefully, hopefully, if he's going out, it's on his terms. And not something where he absolutely is in dire need of this surgery, and he just can't physically go anymore. You know, if, he, if this is it for him, hopefully it's on his own terms.
2: Yeah, I know he was pushing; he really wanted to have that WrestleMania match, his big WrestleMania spotlight with uh, Shaq this past WrestleMania, but it didn't come together. Uh, I know he did announce that that was be his last WrestleMania. I'm not sure if that plays into this whole thing. The fact that he's having surgery, you know, this he said, you know, that was his last WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to take a good look at this and see what happens with Big Show coming up. Uh, Speaking of people who are done, or possibly done, Asuka is done in NXT. She relinquished the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, They say she has a collarbone injury and she'll be moving up soon to either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, Something's a little fishy to me about this injury. I don't know if they... It's tough to know because we go to WWE.com, we look to WWE to give us information about injuries, and sometimes they're not completely forthright, and you don't know. Sometimes maybe they're maybe they're working you. And, th- and this is one of those things I think <laughs> they might be working they might be working it just to find a way to get the championship off Asuka without her being pinned. Wait a That's minute, just my Mike. opinion. I'm not I'm not quite sure.
1: Hold on, you're saying that WWE is working us?
2: I think so. What? (laughs) You know what I mean, though. Usually, you go (laughs) when you're looking for injury reports on wrestlers, you know, they give these announcements on WWE.com and all their social media. And, you know, usually people take them as fact. And sometimes I think they could be exaggerated, they can be. I don't know about completely fabricated, maybe that's what I'm kind of alleging here, that this one might be completely fabricated just to get the title off of Asuka so she can uh, move on to bigger things without getting pinned so she can still be undefeated when she goes to the main roster. What do you what do you think? Do you think I'm on the right track here?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, aren't there more creative ways than faking an injury to get the title off her? Couldn't she just relinquish it because she got called up or something? I mean...
2: I suppose, I mean, I suppose, but they are, there's also uh, Triple H raised her arm as she's leaving. How do you raise someone's arm when it's a broken collarbone? That's what I want to know, Gank Ben.
1: it was the other arm. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I, I guess it could have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, people have two collarbones, Mike.
2: See what you did? You just like, blew up my entire thing. I had my like, <laughs> conspiracy theory, and you just did one fell swoop, just took it You're all welcome. away from me. But I, I, I'm still going to go on a limb and say, yes, I think it's a fake injury. I think Asuka is ready to go to Raw or SmackDown. Where would you like to see her uh, pop up?
1: I think she goes to Raw. That would be my best guess. Breathe some life into that division. Clearly, I don't think they have a lot of faith in Sasha Banks these days. So I, I imagine they need somebody over there, right?
2: I guess. I guess we should get into Sasha then. The big thing on the internet the past couple of weeks was uh, Sasha appeared on the Sam Roberts. Wrestling podcast and talking about fans and there's a lot of but a lot of talk about Sasha Banks and her dealings with uh, fans seeking autographs and pictures outside of the wrestling arena. Uh, you know she says you know if I see you outside the arena that's fine. If I see you at a personal appearance, I'm more than happy to talk to you, take a picture, sign an autograph. But 4 a.m. in the airport. I'm not quite as happy to see you. And she did use the word stalker for these people. She told a story about how uh, she heard that people were calling the airlines saying, is Sasha Banks coming in? And the airlines saying, yes. And there are people there with her picture looking to get her uh, 8x10 sign and stuff like that. And she, uh, apparently this is all going on. I, this is all beyond me. I was never an autograph seeker. I was never someone that hung out at the hotels where the wrestlers are. But um What's your take on this? Is this something that comes with the territory? Is this something that is uh, kind of outside the lines? This is too much. This is uh, you know, you got to give her her privacy.
1: I, I mean, I think it's a fine line to walk. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. Calling the airlines and and things of that nature—that's a little. That's a little weird. That's beyond the scope of something I'd be. <laughs> I'd ever do, and and I could even fathom. I would never even think of that as a fan. The fact that people are thinking about that is. <laughs> It's freaking crazy to me. I mean, the stuff at the hotels, that's always thats always been a thing, I think. And um, I, I get it to an extent. I get it that sometimes you want to have personal, private time, and uh, you don't always want to be bugged. But I, at the same time, if people are doing it, I think there's also a responsibility to be an ambassador of the brand and to... Put on a happy face sometimes, even if you're. I'm sure there's a lot of people that I'm sure John Cena has probably felt this way. You know what I mean? Um, but you don't hear him vocalizing it publicly, um, right? In this manner, I'm sure a lot of the guys feel this way. But at the same time, you, it's kind of part of your job to be an ambassador, even if you think. I mean, as long as the person is not posing a physical threat to you, they're not doing anything dangerous, they're not putting you in physical harm. I think it's your job to put on a happy face and be an ambassador of the brand. I think we all, um, whether it's a real nine-to-five job or, or this type of job, I think there are things that are part of your job that that suck, that you don't necessarily like. But you just have to grit your teeth and and get through it. And remember at the same time, even these fans who are doing these sorts of things, those are people who are obviously care about you and they're spending money to um invest in in the company and invest in you and you know and and again i i i i i don't disagree with what with what she's saying my only contention is is i i if i was in that position i was fortunate enough to be in WWE i probably wouldn't like it either but i also probably wouldn't vocalize it publicly in this in this sort of manner that could you know cuz pe- people are going to take it the wrong way it's very it's a very polarizing thing uh, you're gonna get people who are very uh, upset about it, and then you're gonna get the people who agree with her. and I do think it's maybe taken it a little too far, but
2: yeah, it's gonna be annoying. It's gonna be annoying to be yeah. at an airport and a guy pulls out a stack of magazines and eight by ten stuff, he sign... Twenty-seven of these. Well, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I,
1: I I mean, I, I, and I have no problem with like, oh, I'll sign one thing for you. (laughs) You know, I, I think the autograph hounds thing, the the grown people who try to get free autographs and then sell them, I think that's bullshit. Like, that's just flat out bullshit. If you're somebody trying to make a profit off of somebody's personal time, then then that is, you know, that's. I think you're a piece of crap. Then, but if you're just a super fan and. You're hoping to have an interaction with this person, and then it comes away negative because they were very upset that you were there. I, I don't think that's a good thing, though. I, but yeah, autograph hounds. I, I have no problem with with people shutting down autograph hounds. You see it at baseball games and stuff too. Uh, yeah, that that you know these these guys trying to yeah get twenty things signed so they can go put it in their card shop or go put it on eBay. Those people suck. Uh, my guess too is there's probably some kids that that are with their parents type thing going, going to these airports or going to hotels. I just think sometimes you got to put on a happy face and think about the ramifications of what you might say. Maybe be a little more savvy with the, with the media when you're you're talking about something like this. I don't necessarily think I'd put it, even if I was unhappy about it, I don't think I'd put it out there. I think I would just be an ambassador of the brand and put on a happy face and, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, and you talked about with TVs on Christmas and New Year's Day. It's kind of you know one of the things you have to deal with if you're going to be in the profession. You have to go with uh, the schedule they give you, and you have to deal with being a celebrity. So it's just one of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and again, I'm sure nobody likes it. I'm sure nobody likes getting bothered at four in the morning. Or I saw you know I saw the video of people giving her crap when she came out of our hotel to get a pizza and went back in like i'm sure there are times in your life where you just want privacy or whatever but you know if somebody showed up at your house like that that would be a problem you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah at a hotel or things like that in nature i think you just you got to put on a happy face and just kind of grin and bear it sort of thing and then you know when you get in private you know hey this is bullshit you know everybody got to blow off steam but what i think the bad move is is going on a very popular podcast and calling wrestling fans stalkers i I don't think that was i don't you know uh i don't think that was a good move
2: yeah um
1: i'm trying to walk a line here mike if you can't yes (laughs) you're doing you're doing very
2: well you're doing very well
1: uh (laughs) i mean i mean to be to be fair there is potential for this to get back to this person so which I, i would have no problem i would have no problem expressing this opinion directly to her but it's a tough situation especially especially being a being a woman too i think that um, yeah i think there's that i think there's that level of it there that maybe doesn't exist with maybe it does exist with male superstars i guess i i don't know um but she's an attractive young lady and and i'm sure there's there's some of some inappropriateness with some of that as well yeah
2: okay you you walked the line quite well Kingpin. good you. job uh did i ride the line though that's <laughs> no, my specialty um <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is taking an indefinite leave of absence from Global Force Wrestling. GFW, not GWF, as I said 20 times during last Monday's podcast.
1: I didn't even catch it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When I went back to edit, I uh, was very annoyed with myself. But uh, they say that Jeff Jarrett, uh, it's personal reasons. I'm not quite sure. What that's about? They mentioned something about him at Triple Mania, which we will talk about in a second uh, with a different scenario. But he he stumbled down the steps at Triple Mania and wasn't in great shape, and now he is taking a leave of absence. I don't think it's really. Good place to speculate about what's going on with Jeff Jarrett right now, but that is the state of affairs. He is gone from GFW for the time being, and now we're hearing things about GFW being in financial straits. The fact that Anthem is hemorrhaging money was the term used, and things once again not looking good for the former TNA slash Impact Wrestling. Your thoughts?
1: It's a mess. (laughs) Yeah. It has been a mess for. Quite some time, and it continues to be uh, continues to be a mess. And boy, if it's if it's still in this position, even with the new investors, you got to think this is probably it for this company, right?
2: How do you go into this and not know that you're going to be spending a lot of money with not a lot coming back, at least in the beginning?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it sucks from a wrestling industry standpoint, and and as far as like I think of some of the guys that we know you know like fala who who after all these years was finally able to catch on with a major wrestling promotion and, Alicia Edwards yeah yeah and and just yeah it, it sucks it, it really sucks that this company has been so mismanaged to to this friggin' point um and I think obviously if they were to survive it's a good thing for for the pro wrestling business especially when you see so many people getting opportunities people that have deserved opportunities for a long time getting them but i mean clearly this is a is a company that i mean not only i mean we talked about like the name or whatever i just think it needs to go away and i think hopefully something you know comes from the ashes and is able to step up but i think i think i think it's done i i think i don't know how How can you keep recovering from this at this point? I mean...
2: Well, Anthem did release a statement, Kingpin, and they said that Anthem is committed to broadening Global Force Wrestling's footprint as we work alongside international broadcast partners, digital platforms, and professional wrestling promotions to bring our passionate fans a high-quality product that not only stands out in today's media landscape, but continues to thrive in the future. That is the statement from Anthem Sports Entertainment.
1: I want you to remember that statement and save it for when WWE buys their tape library from them and they shut down operations. I just want you to remember that statement <laughs> uh they
2: said the tape library isn't going anywhere it's the uh, biggest viable piece that they have well
1: you know mike there's this thing called leverage that you need in in business negotiations and uh if they just came out and threw their hands up and said they weren't committed it kind of drives down the price of maybe what they can get for their for their company and their tape library don't you think
2: i guess you may be correct but uh we'll have to see
1: <laughs> I, I i love i love fellas like you the people make these statements like this, and everybody just thinks, "No, this is what they said." It's like eh, there's probably ulterior motives to that. There's probably, I mean, it it takes it takes a while sometimes too to cease operations properly, uh, you know. Or again, if they're trying to sell it, they need some leverage. You know, this to me, this is the the dreaded in sports, the vote of confidence for the the baseball manager. You know, <laughs> this is my guy. And then th- two days after the season, well, you know, we had to move on.
2: This though, this story has been years and years and years talking about Impact Wrestling's gone. It's done. It's it. It's all. It's it's been chugging along it's a new still.
1: Investor now doing this, and it's the same shit, man. Like it's clearly not a viable business model at at this point for them.
2: All right, finally, as we're in the mix here, Kingpin, Sexy Star, apparently, uh, reportedly took liberties in the ring with Rosemary. There's a four-way women's match at AAA's biggest event of the year, Triple Mania, Triple Mania 25, actually, a big anniversary for them. A four-way women's match for the Reina de Reinas championship. And it was sexy star Ayako Hamada, Lady Shanai, and Rosemary. And that's the news coming out of this whole thing is that uh, Sexy Star put an arm bar on Rosemary and legitimately injured her after the, well, uh, it was the finish, but, you know, after the match, she continued to hold on to it, and Rosemary was injured, and Sexy Star has been, uh, in the week since, I mean, summarily basically blacklisted from professional wrestling. She was pulled from appearances at WrestleCade was one of them. And then actually WrestleCade ended up booking Rosemary in her place to be a part of that big event coming up. But uh, this whole thing with Sexy Star, has this ever happened to you where someone kind of uh, took liberties with you in the ring?
1: Not to the extent where I've been injured. I mean, I've been chopped and shit like that, but never never to the extent that somebody tried to injure me. I've had people be sloppy, you know, in the ring before and you know, I remember an incident where I had a guy in a chin lock and the dude just came and kicked me in the face, you know. I don't think he was trying to injure me, but you know, it was just sloppy, but never um I've never been injured No malicious as, as, intent. Yeah, I've never been injured as uh, you know somebody trying to to hurt me, which um yeah, it's it's bullshit. You don't you don't you don't do that. I mean, if you want to Give somebody a receipt or something. I understand that, but intentionally trying to hurt somebody um, is a bullshit move. You don't do that. That's you know. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I like the mob mentality thing with the internet that happens now. Yeah. Uh, that, that's happened with this girl. I mean, she in the heat of the moment she did something shitty and made a mistake. Do I think she deserves the chance to explain herself? Um, yeah, do I think she should lose her profession? Not necessarily, depending on her reaction to it and where she goes from here. You know, everybody has a bad moment. Uh, hers just happened to be in a very high-profile situation. Now again, I don't know the person. I don't know the history uh with her, but I don't like the mob mentality stuff, especially from people who aren't who were who weren't there. You know, she should be punished. Yeah, absolutely. Should she not? She should get a chance to speak up and and try to at least try to explain it. And which I don't even know if she has or not. Uh, she
2: has, but the thing is, it's there's a language barrier. Um, so it's something that she said in Spanish, translated to English, and it it loses something in the translation. It's hard to follow her statement where she. she I think I mean she says that. You know, she didn't take liberties with with Rosemary. That th- there was some sort of misunderstanding, but it's hard to figure out because of the the language barrier there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's also somebody's reaction to situations. You know, if 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 you get hot about something, if you made a mistake, if you went too far with something in the heat of a moment, and you immediately come out and you apologize and you're humble, and then that's one thing. If you kind of come out and are Defiant on something, and I don't know. Maybe you do deserve you. You get what you deserve in that instance. And again, I I feel like some of the stuff I've read there's there's some history here with this performer kind of being maybe not the best person. And I don't know that again. I, I've I barely even heard of her before this. So yeah, clearly I'm not I'm not uh, up to speed on my re- my Mexican wrestling, mic, Yeah, I don't know. You just don't do that. You don't intentionally hurt somebody. And I, and again, I'm somebody. I have no problem if you give somebody a receipt or something, but. You don't intentionally try to hurt them. Even if somebody tries to intentionally hurt you, you don't do it back. It puts you in the wrong to me. You know, I, I act like a professional at all times. I've, I've wrestled people who I hated their guts, absolutely hated their guts. And if anything, I'm more careful when it comes to laying stuff in um, because I would never want my reputation tarnished to the point so hey, he tried to hurt this guy or something
2: sexy star. I'm not quite sure where it's going. I mean, it seems like she has uh, a long way to go to repairing her reputation, but we'll see what happens there. It's uh
1: humility goes a long way if you're going to come out and be defiant um, when video clearly suggests otherwise. I mean, it's yeah. not like this was like a backstage incident or something, you know what I mean? Like this was out there for everybody to see if they want to see it, you know, millions and millions of people can can watch this video if they if they so choose. Um and and clearly it tells a different story
2: so what do you guys think out there Every week, we do something called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. What do you think about the mix? Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion of all things pro wrestling, what's going on out there. Use the hashtag WPAN. We'll mention you and your tweets later this week. That's because every Thursday, it's an all-new, all-different episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDA Radio. You can vote at the WPAN on Twitter Monday nights to decide what we discuss on the show. And you never know what else will come up, so be sure to seek it out each and every week. Also, you can download past episodes of this very podcast. As they come off the NAI Wrestling Network feed, they get added over there. Three new episodes went up this past week, all on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform. Or you can find it all over at BDARadio.com. But that, folks, that is another show. A way you can interact with us right here on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network every week is through our voicemail line. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Two voicemails this week, Kingpin. Goodness. All right. Take a listen to voicemail number one.
1: Hey, guys. Mike already checking in.
0: A uh, great episode on Monday. I just started the Thursday episode, and I had to call in the middle of it. I don't think beer money's that bad of a name. How dare you, Crockett? I'm not even a big TNA fan, but it's not even a combination of the two names. It's a combination of their two gimmicks, so I think that that title works. How dare you? For shame, Crockett. Your roster's way better than Malonis' though, so you get redemption points there. Keep up the good work, boys.
1: All right. I like it. Uh, Clearly, he's part of uh, Too Sweet Nation out there, huh?
2: (laughs) Mike Diesel, I love it. Yeah, he talked about uh, our episode this past Thursday. We talked about the worst tag team names. Not worst tag teams. Some people got a little confused on Twitter. Not worst tag teams, but the worst tag team names. Just the names. And I said Beer Money was one of them because it was a combination name. We talked a lot about the combo names of the podcast, like the Jarrah Shows, the uh, Rybaxels. One we didn't talk about, Brizango is another <laughs> one. That's one that's current. But yeah, the Beer Money was one of those names to me. It's a combination name. It is of their two gimmicks. But And I got a lot of feedback and a lot of guff from people like Brian Fury about this past Thursday's episode regarding the... Worst tag team names. He didn't like what I had to say a lot of the time. The powers of pain he was really uh, upset about.
1: should be. What's wrong with the powers of pain? That's a great name.
2: It's nonsensical.
1: <laughs> so is fake fighting in your underwear, Mike. But oh, you've if been a fan of there. it your entire life.
2: I, but I haven't been a fan of the powers of pain.
1: <laughs> well, you're actually, that's not
2: true. I actually had a powers of pain t-shirt. <laughs>
1: Jesus. Jesus. Come on. Yep, You bury their name as one of the worst of all time, and you had the friggin' T-shirt?
2: I was a kid. I didn't know it was a terrible, awful name back then.
1: I mean, you that old that you can't even have any sort of connection to your past self and uh, remember the things that you once enjoyed and bring back good memories. Are you that far removed from it, Mike? Yes. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's then. move
2: on to voicemail number two, Brian.
1: Mike Crockett, you are the kingpin, Tommy Young. You'll make it to it the easy way or the hard way, brother.
2: Okay. <laughs> Mike Crockett. <laughs> the easy way or the hard way? I'm not quite sure what that is. What is what's he talking about there?
1: Uh, You know, listen to uh, what happened when Monday. Are the initials H.J.? <laughs> Perhaps. That's not happening, Kingpin. Keep on dreaming. (laughs) That would be a nightmare. It'd be like when George started having men pop into his fantasies.
2: Yes.
1: What are you doing here? You don't belong here. Go.
2: You never know, Kingpin. You get a couple in me tonight. Who knows what's going to happen?
1: Oh, goodness.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, we really appreciate your contributions to the podcast. Call us right now while you're thinking about it. Right now, call before you forget. Become a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing like our friends, Mike Diesel, and of course, my best friend, John Morse. Thank you guys for calling. You call now. you listening right now. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-W-P-A-N. Okay, Kingpin, it is time for this week's promo about nothing, but before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bischoff Disse's Anthem? Yes, Brian. Someone on Twitter asked the former vice president of WCW if he was in the market to purchase Global Force Wrestling. And he responded, I'm not in the market for a clown car at the moment. (laughs) Uh, I don't really get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it either, but it's funny. I think
2: it's a diss, but... uh... What you will get with BDA Radio is the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDA and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They're back and better than ever at BDA And that's true, by the way. Better than ever, BDA Radio. Yes, it's damn true. (laughs) All right, Kinkpin, promo about nothing time. The year, 1986, and we're going back to Jim Crockett Promotions. We're staying in the South with the National Wrestling Alliance.
1: same old.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, yes, Brian, they're back. We mentioned them briefly on last Thursday when we were talking about Techno Team 2000. So they're back with another promo from the year 1986. Actually, they're from the future.
1: <laughs>
2: this is the new breed. This week's promo about nothing.
0: Men that bring a new style to professional wrestling that's quickly carrying them to the heights. The new breed. Sean new Royals, is Ken. the word. Everybody just let your wildest imagination run wild. Now picture this. The old fossil, the boogeyman, and his GoBot friend, the Boogeyman's on his on his big Harley Davidson here, and the, the robot's over there on his moped, going down the highway, <laughs> about 40, 45 miles an hour. Now picture this: here comes the new breed on the space cycles. What do you think when you think of that? No comparison, baby. No comparison. The Boogeyman and Lasertron have barked up the wrong tree. They've driven their mopeds down the wrong road and are definitely, definitely in for a big surprise. You know, Bob, when a new breed came here, we made a little trip. And with the use of the space bridge, we traveled to the world of Cybertron. And the Decepticons and all the high council of Cybertron told us of the weakness of Lasertron. The Matrix, the power of all Autobots. Well, we are gonna pull that Matrix right out from your heart, Lasertron, and destroy you from time itself. Because Ultra Magnus, Galvatron, Scourge, and the rest of all of the Decepticons are on our side, and they have told us of what we are supposed to do. We are gonna delete, disinfigurate, discombobulate, take you from world, space, time itself, and they'll never, ever hear of Lasertron or the Boogie Woogie Man ever again, because a new breed is here, and a new breed is here to stay. 2002, and you people are never, ever going to forget it. Don't ever forget it, if you know what's good. All right, Brian, did you do it? (laughs) Did you let your wildest imagination run wild?
1: These guys are the gift that keeps on <laughs> yeah, we can giving. We've been doing this
2: forever. This could be <laughs> exclusive to the promo about nothing. Just them every single week. <laughs> There's plenty more where this came from, folks. Uh, my God, Sean Royal, Chris Champion, they are they are gems in the promo about nothing.
1: I'm all for suspending disbelief, but good God.
2: <laughs> okay. Do you see Chris Champion's hair? That's futuristic. <laughs> He, had a, he he buzzed right down the middle of his head. If you if you haven't seen the video, right down the middle of his head on the top, and then left a little bit in the front.
1: He's talking about Decepticons. Come on, <laughs> oh.
2: the Cybertron and all that stuff, and yeah, that's all makes sense, right? Tell with Gobots too. <laughs> yes. Lasertron's a Gobot.
1: Yeah, how did Lasertron not make our our list of horrible gimmicks? By the way,
2: wow, we to have to look back at that. Hmm.
1: <laughs> what poor. Guerrero, Lasertron, and the Gobbledygooker,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, quite a run there. Quite a run. Um, it was a Harley and a moped, right? The Boogeyman had a Harley and Lasertron had a moped. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yes, but they had space cycles. So I mean, yeah. What do those
1: sound like, Mike?
2: <laughs> I, I don't even remember. It was it was <laughs> uh, yeah? I'm convinced. Basically, I mean, that's I'm sold. I got my ticket. You no get my money. comparison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he just finishes, uh, Sean Royal does, and does that confident walk-off, and just like,
1: oof. <laughs> Sean Royal, Sean Royal around? Can we get him on this podcast?
2: <laughs> I would love to. Sean Royal, wow. I, I did read he went back to into construction after this gimmick.
1: In 2002?
2: <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, he's putting together space stations.
1: Who knows what year they're in at this point. <laughs> so of course, if you're from 2002 you'd travel back to 1986 and Jim Crockett promotions that's where you'd yeah want to that's be. where
2: I would want to be uh, that's where adult market would want to be you can
1: go anywhere in space and time and that's where you want to go I think that's what Mike
2: Mills would do <laughs> if he was in the DeLorean he would punch in 1986
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably I, I think Mike Mills would probably go back to uh, find like Vince McMahon's mom on like the day, <laughs> the day he was conceived and put it from <laughs> happening <half a> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> my God. Okay, so Chris Champion says he's going to delete, disinvigorate, and discombobulate. Delete? Yeah, he brought that back from 2017 or 2016. <laughs> um, so they are from the future. Yes. Disinvigorate. I looked that up. I looked it up. I don't, Can't be a word. Uh, it's not on dictionary.com. It's not on Merriam-Webster, but it is in the Collins Dictionary, which is a uh lesser known i guess dictionary it's also on word nick so you know it must be a, well actually no i looked it is not valid in scrabble
1: wow so that there you go that's the definitive answer that that clinches it right there so it's like quone
2: to disinvigorate something did you look in the medical dictionary Mike? i did not <laughs> i didn't <laughs> 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 Oh my god. <laughs> now did you watch the video and see what Chris Champion was talking, what Sean Royal was doing?
1: I did I I you know I didn't notice. <laughs> you didn't notice at all? No.
2: He stood behind Chris Champion and just raised his eyebrows up and down <laughs> literally the entire time. Literally I counted fifty seconds of him <laughs> behind champion with those glasses on just his eyebrows peeking up over the glasses up and down up and down for 50 seconds the entire time I have
1: to go back and watch it when you put this week's video up
2: yes you'll have to watch that on YouTube you'll have to see it you heard about it if you want the full picture find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the new age insiders wrestling network you have to see the eyebrows Come for the promo, stay for the eyebrows. That's what I say. The new breed. Something fantastic uh, from 1986, or for 2002, I should say, and something fantastic (laughs) for the promo about nothing. All right, Kingpin, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates.
1: I got dates, Mike. This Friday night, I'm heading to Woburn for Chaotic Wrestling. That night, there's a big New England title tournament, a one-night tournament. Uh, go to chaoticwrestling.com for ticket and full card information. And then, Mike, the 23rd, I'm heading out to your old stomping grounds, Hadley, Massachusetts, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Not sure what I'm doing yet, but find Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on all social media platforms for card and ticket information. The very next day, Mike, I'm heading to Worcester, Massachusetts, Beyond Wrestling at the Electric Haze. Not sure what I'm doing there yet, but go on to beyondwrestlingonline.com. Also, check out uh, Beyond Demand, uh, the subscription channel, where you can find matches of mine against the likes of Ace Romero, Keith Lee, and Chris Hero. Who? Cassius Ono, Mike?
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> That's it. We're stopping there. Unless you want to talk about my Disney vacation at the end of the month.
2: No, we, we do have to talk about that, but not on the podcast. Uh, Brian BrianMalonis at Comcast.net. That is your email. If you would like to book the Kingpin, email him there, or you can DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Before we get out of here, Putting Over Podcasts is the Facebook group. It's not just about the WPAN. It's about all podcasts over there on Facebook. Just put in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts. Find the group, join it. I'll be sure to make sure you're added, and we can just talk about all things podcasts. Pro Wrestling Podcasts, everything over the entire genre of pro wrestling. It's all over there. We're all talking about it over there on Putting Over Podcasts, the Facebook group. And I mentioned earlier, we are talking about Mike Mills. Booking the Territory is his podcast. He does twice a week. The Smoky Mountain Show is Sundays. And Thursday, he's talking about the old Saturday Night 605 WCW shows. Make sure you find him, MikeMills.Podbean.com. A good friend of the wrestling podcast, About Nothing. Thank you to him. And speaking of good friends, Chip and Tony from the Checking the Boots podcast. Podcast Chip is actually he's going to be doing some stuff right here on what's going to become NAI Pop. So stay tuned for that from Chip K Fabe. He's still doing the podcast together with Referee Tony S. Checking the boots every Sunday. Find them wherever podcasts are sold. And the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Jason and Troy doing it over there every Thursday. And plus, there is the Rundown Sit Downs. There is Nitro Mania. There is the NXT Flashback Show. It's all on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed, Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places for the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Thank you to them as well. And, of course, we hope you continue to listen to the NAI Wrestling Network all week long for as long as it's here anyway. You got your DC and Doc Talk, your Pipe Bomb with the Cooling Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Lamb, Indie Pop, and nothing else. We are back on Thursday with the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDA Radio. Search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher or go to BDARadio.com for more. Then you can join us next Monday here for the WPAN on the NAI Wrestling Network, episode number 74. Until then, here's the kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing.